Welcome to the SOS Church Stockholm podcast. We are an international church in the heart of Stockholm that meets every Sunday at 12 p.m. at Drottninggatan 81. The celebration is in English with translation into Swedish, Farsi, and Spanish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations, living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. In praying for a message, uh, and and I received it quite quickly. Um, but you know, as a preacher, you want to sometimes you want to do your own thing. <laughs> but I decided I will take this, and and uh, when I've been praying for it, it's just been so clear that this is the message for 2023. Uh, And so I'm really excited for it. And I believe that it's going to be a a breakthrough in your life today. I believe it's going to be uh, an amazing time with with the presence of God here in this place. Um, I'm really excited. I don't know about you. Um, I am, uh, but but you know, I just want to introduce myself. I'm married to this beautiful girl. Can you stand up, Alicia? Turn it on, turn it on, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And you are wondering right now, how on earth did that happen? <laughs> and, and yes, I lied. Uh, when she asked, do you like to take walks? I love to take walks. <laughs> Whatever she wanted me to be, I was. Yeah? No, 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 no. She liked me for who I am. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. No, but I, so I live in Kilgoris, Kenya. I'm, uh, I'm not really feeling as a Swede right now. I, I, I've fallen in love with, with the Kenyan people, with the Maasai people, and I, you know, I've even tried to be like them. You know, they have the long hair, the Moranis, the warriors. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm half, I'm three things. I'm some, some, you know, a little bit Chilean, uh, a little bit Swedish and a little bit Kenya right now, all right? So you just have to take me for who I am, and hopefully you will love it, all right? <laughs> I, I thought I need to culture adapt this, uh, and I've been so worried about it. <laughs> Honestly, you can ask Alicia. I've been asking, how can I culture adapt my preaching? <laughs> but but I've, I've come to a conclusion that the Word of God works in every culture, and it has the same power in every church that you preach. So I, thought, I felt like I'm just going to be myself. And whatever happens, happens. But, uh, but I believe it's going to be a powerful, uh, you know, time with, uh, with God. Uh, I was in my gym. Yes, I have an own gym in Kilgoris. Uh, even though you, it doesn't look like it, I have it. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Rusty and dusty, but it's there. <laughs> And I was, tra- I was working out one day, and I was praying for Stockholm, and I was praying for SOS Church Stockholm specifically, and the pastor's team, and all the members of this church. And as I was praying, I received from the Holy Spirit that, that, that this preaching that, I, that I'm, I'm going to preach. Um, and it's a lot to, to it's about help, that, that sometimes we can be stuck in places where we need help, but, we, but we, doesn't really, we don't really know how to get it. Do you get it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I believe that 
that many of you will receive what you need for 2023. And I believe a new boost is coming to your life. I believe that a new faith is going to be uprisen in your spirit. And I believe that this is going to be the little shake that you needed. Uh, and, and in everything that you are going to pass this year, I believe this message will carry you through 2023. And, and I believe that it's going to be your, your beacon in this year. And I believe it's going to be your, your perfecter of faith, right? So, uh, okay, uh, I'm not sticking to my schedule, but I will just go, okay? And I want to start to read from Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 1 to 6. And um, in Kenya, when people are there, they shout, yeah, you know? But I know we're in Sweden, so if, if you are there, you can just raise your hand or blink or something, you know? <laughs> not, not, too, not too much, because we have to be logom here, right? So don't embarrass yourself by saying amen or something like that, okay? I'm actually trying to, to get response out of you, but, but it's okay. Yes, thank you, Sapna, my, my Tanzanian brother. We can read, uh, I will read, you can, you can just follow there. They went across to the lake of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. But when Jesus came from a distance, when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. Uh, when I was in that gym praying for this, I heard in my spirit cries and, and, and prayers out of SOS Church Stockholm. Maybe you have been in a situation long enough when you are asking, how long will this be going on? I don't know who you are sitting here, but I heard your cries and your prayers in my gym in, 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 in Kilgoris. And, and maybe you have been waiting for help to come. Maybe you have lost hope in certain areas. But my title here and my preaching is that help has arrived. You can tell your neighbor right now. Tell your neighbor whatever you are going through. Say help has arrived. I believe that this is the word for 2023. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will strengthen each and every one here. Help has arrived. Uh, uh, when I heard this title in my spirit, I felt like, oh man. <laughs> I wish I could sit there as I'm preaching myself. <laughs> Help has arrived. And when I read this, you have to understand I'm an imaginative dude, okay? I, I, when I read my Bible, I imagine all kinds of stuff. And I, sometimes I have to stick to what is in there. But we, we can take, you know, assumptions of things. And, and when I read this scripture, uh, at first I didn't, I, I didn't see how I could make this relevant to us now in 2023. Sitting in a tomb, crying out. Um, but, but I have three points that I will share to you. And I have three points that, that will be, you know, the, the guidance of this preaching. But, but before we go there, I just want to pray. Can we do that? And so, 
uh, we can stand up, you know, that's how we do sometimes in Kenya. I feel at home. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for everything that you're going to do this Sunday. Father, we thank you for your word. It says that the flower fades and the grass wither, but your word endures forever. We thank you for the power that is in your gospel and the power that is in your word, Father, that has the power to overcome all the powers of the enemy. Father, right now I believe that as I'm proclaiming your victory, I believe that chains will start to fall. I believe that darkness will start to break, Father. And I believe that your gospel is going to clean us today, Father, and set us free for this 2023, Father. I proclaim that this day will be a day of change, and for the rest of this year it will be a beacon, Father. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Okay, you may be seated. <laughs> it says, and I will read Mark's gospel a couple of times in these points, but I will read from verse 3 and 5 just to remind us that it says that this man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains against apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. I mean, when I read this, I, I had trouble to, to relate, but, but if we start to think about it, we are not sitting in a tomb physically. I hope not, that none of you are sitting in a cemetery at night crying out, and if you do... And if that's you, Pastor Christopher wants to talk to you, just <laughs> go through a little things. But, but when I thought about it, I said to myself that, you know, we can find ourselves in cemeteries emotionally or spiritually sometimes where, where dreams and projects have died out or hopes and dreams have, have, have fallen short and all of a sudden demise is accepted in our lives. I don't know who you are, but I know that I myself have found myself in those places, crying out, and outwardly, you don't see anything coming from me, but inside I'm dying at times, and I feel, can somebody come to my help? And I don't know who you are sitting here, I don't know so many here, but I know one thing, is that help has arrived today. I know, I, I know that help has arrived to SOS Church Stockholm, and that is my message to all of you. I don't know what you're going through, and I don't know what pain you are suffering, but help has arrived to you today. And I believe it's going to be powerful this day. And my first point here is, are you sitting in the tomb? Are you sitting there hopeless? Or have you given up on the plans that you felt God called you to once upon a time? Has something made your heart go cold? Has experience damaged your hope in life? I'm talking to each and every one of you here who, who sometimes have felt that hopelessness have come into your heart or your spirit. Um, it can be an emotional cemetery. It can be a spiritual cemetery or a soulish 
cemetery. It can be, you know, you have accepted demise and hurt, hopelessness. I, I have found myself at that point many times. And I know one thing only that can help. And it is no psychologist, it's no, it's no pillar, it is no drinks that can help you to take you out of it. There's only one man, and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the only one who has the power enough to overcome the darkness in your life. He is the only one that can overcome the pain that you're feeling. He is the only one that has the grace enough to cover all your sins and addictions. It is only Jesus that has the power to take you out of the tomb. I believe that help has arrived today in this church. Uh, it says that the man fell down. He experienced Jesus. You know, he had so many problems. <laughs> he had 6,000 problems. But when he saw Jesus, he ran. So, you know, many times we know Jesus... Many times we, we, we know, oh, we, I go to church, you say. <laughs> I've met so many people like that. They say, I go to church. And, and it, but it's another thing to experience Jesus. It's another thing to perceive, to understand who Jesus is. It's another thing to understand what his power is able to do. It says that he saw Jesus and he fell down. And I am always remembered, reminded about Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, where it says that fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. I believe this year we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. We have Jesus that we need to focus on. Many times when we sit in the tomb, spiritually or emotionally, it's because we have narrowed down our sight. It's all about us and our projects and our dreams. But if we focus on Jesus, all of a sudden you are dancing out of that cemetery. All of a the sudden there is no problems around you. All of a sudden you are not hitting yourself in your heart. You're not cutting yourself in, you know, attacking your self-esteem all of a sudden you're out of it. Are you sitting in the tomb still? I think it's interesting about that man. He, he seemed quite strong. <laughs> he, he was breaking iron chains, you know. They, and it says that they had done it again and again and again. They really tried to, <laughs> to get him to stay there. But every time he had, uh, uh, you know, something coming into him or uh, anxiety attack coming... He would just get out of it. He was a, an aggressive person when he was having bad times. We, when I read this story, we sometimes forget that there is a man behind that, those demons that were struggling, you know, troubling him. But I believe that life hits everyone at times. And it doesn't matter if you're strong or weak. Life can hit any strong man down. This man was in the tombs, hopeless, thought that everything was over, but Jesus. And you, you have to forgive me sometimes for, for raising my voice and being so passionate 
But it's because sometimes when I start to think what Jesus did for me and all the good things that he did for me, all of my soul cries out and I don't know how to really, you know, stay in the focus. But when, when I was in the tomb, when I was going through hell and high water, when I was going through murder threats and anxiety, when I was going through shame and darkness and depression, all of a sudden Jesus came and gave me hope. All of a sudden Jesus was in my life and I was no longer in the cemetery. You have to understand that we, when we come and fix our eyes on Jesus, it doesn't matter really the circumstances. It doesn't really matter the problems or the sizes of the problems you're struggling with. Jesus has the power to overcome all the powers of the enemy. Hallelujah. All right. All right. It says in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Even you sort of tired with. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will, walk, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. All of our strength lays in who we are focusing on. If we are fixing our eyes on Jesus or the problems. If we are hoping on him or a logical solution. If we are hoping on, on, a, on a pill instead of Jesus the healer. I, I'm not saying you should not take advice from doctors. But where is your hope in? If your hope is in the Lord, your strength will be renewed. You will soar on wings like eagles. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not grow faint. Isn't that amazing? When we are still in the tomb, it is because we have not fixed our eyes to the helper. All right. I will just quickly here. Uh, we go back to verse 6. You don't have to go there, but it says that when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. That gives us a sign of humility a sign of 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 obedience a sign of we come down to jesus and i believe that sometimes we we get so proudful of asking help <laughs> when i was a kid I, I never wanted to receive help can help i can myself i usually tell told my mom and I remember we were walking on, a, on, a, on an icy day walking down from a you know a stairs and she said, hold my hand. And I said, no. <laughs> and, and it didn't go more than two seconds. And I went all the way down <laughs> to the down of the stairs. And she let me know about it also. <laughs> and after that, I understood. We need to ask for help. <laughs> I understood. And that, but you know, sometimes our pride can get in front of us. I've been a Christian for many years. I don't need anyone to lay their hands on me. I don't need anyone to put their hands on me and pray for me. But the thing is that life can take anyone down. And we need to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, get me out of hopelessness. Jesus, take me up to the place where you want me to be. All right. Jesus himself says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. He is telling you, seek me, ask me. It's another scripture where Jesus is saying, whatever you ask in my name, I will give to you. 
And when you go to the Greek word of, of ask, it is aito. And it means whatever you demand in my name. Whatever you demand in my name, it will be given to you. So Jesus is really just waiting for, for us sometimes. And we are waiting. You know, our pride is in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in front of us. I believe that that pride needs to get down today and that we will all bow down our knees to Jesus and ask him for help this 2023. Amen. All right. I will go quickly. <laughs> Next. If we just go back one chapter, not even one chapter, a couple of verses before this, we see that Jesus already had this planned, but something happened. It says that that day, you can read uh, from verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. And there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on the cushion and the disciples woke him up, said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the winds died down, and it was completely calm. I love this story. Because Jesus knew that it was only something temporary. All right? Let me just, you know, when I read this, I think Peter should have known that it was going to come a storm. You know, he was a, he was a good fisherman. He, he, know, he knew how to handle the boats. So how does this happen? I, you know, if I see thunder and lightning, I'm not going to sit in any boat. I'm not, oh yeah, let's go over to the other side. No, we're walking <laughs> all, over, all over around. I'm not going to sit in that boat. Peter should have known this, but it's because I believe, <laughs> this is my theory, that the devil knew what was coming. The demons asked, don't send us away from this area when Jesus came to the Gadarenes. So I believe that they had a meeting. <laughs> now you have to go down to my childish level. I believe that the devils and the demons had a meeting saying, what can we do to stop Jesus from coming here? <laughs> right? And the devil probably say, oh, but just send some storms into the boat and see what happens. They will give up. But Jesus knew what was coming. Jesus knew. And if you, if you start to ask people that are experienced, all of them will say that after a storm comes a great miracle. And I believe that that storm that is in your life is only there because the devil is afraid of what is coming to you in 2023. I believe that you are going to overcome everything if you just focus on what God wants you to do. And I believe that God wants us to know that this storm is only temporary. Jesus said, quiet, be still. Because it's only a scheme. The devil knows that you are too close to your victory. You are too close to your breakthrough. You are too close to your healing. And he will send everything he can to shut you down. But you need to stand up and say like Jesus, quiet, be still. Go back to bed and sleep another 30 minutes. Quiet, be still. I believe that this is just a scheme from the devil trying to hold you back from the blessings that is coming your way. Huh? <laughs> All right. Help. 
is arriving. It says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, Do not get weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. I mean, the miracle and the breakthrough is already there waiting for you this 2023. But we cannot get tired of hoping. We cannot get tired of doing good. We need to stand in the battle. We need to just stand in our life and hope for God. Because I believe that when, you know, we say in Sweden, after rain comes sunshine. I believe that after storms come breakthrough. After storm comes miracles. And yes, in Sweden too, in 2023 too, the miracle will come to your life. Hope will come to your life. Faith will break through in your life. I believe it. It says in Psalm chapter 30 verse 5 that weeping may endure for a night. But it says that joy, joy comes in the morning. I believe that morning is here in Stockholm. I believe that morning has come to you this day. And joy with it. Help has arrived. Can you tell your neighbor help has arrived? <laughs> yeah, help has arrived. Uh, many times when, when I think about back in my life, I, I, I'm very happy that things didn't happen. You know? Uh, I'm very happy that I don't have girlfriends that I had that time. <laughs> I'm very happy that I didn't get work opportunities that I, did, that, that, that I didn't get at that time. I'm happy that it happened. I'm happy because that only made me to come to realization that I needed a real woman. That I needed a real focus on what I was going to do. And I believe that you have to start to thank God for the things that did not happen and to focus on the things that are going to happen. I believe that you need to stand up and say I'm thankful that I didn't get that opportunity because you have something greater for me. You have something better for 2023. Okay, this man had 6,000 problems around, right? <laughs> but with all of that, when Jesus came, something inside of him could not hold back. When we read Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It means that the name of Jesus is greater than every problem that we have. It means that the name of Jesus is greater than the name of cancer. It means that the, greater, the name of Jesus is greater than the name of poverty. The name of Jesus overcomes every circumstance that you can have. And we possess that name. <laughs> I mean... I've preached now. <laughs> All right. We are going in for landing. <laughs> Can we have the, 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 yeah, exactly, worship team. I, I want to go into a last point, and then I want to do uh, two invitations for you. And, and uh, my last point here is embrace restoration. When I, was, when I was praying for SOS Church Stockholm, I, I, I heard a cry in my spirit. I heard a prayer in my spirit. 
And I believe that Jesus wants to tell you that help has arrived, but you also need to embrace restoration. You, you need to embrace what is, what is coming to you. And, and we read in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 18, all the way to 20. And this is after Jesus had helped the man from Gadarenes. The man asked Jesus, can I come with you? <laughs> he's, he's asking Jesus. We, we'll read it here. Do you have it? All right. As Jesus was getting in the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him go home to your people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. I thought in the beginning, that, I mean, that's kind of mean for, for Jesus to say. I mean, he has just set him free and made a huge miracle. And now the man says, can I follow you, Jesus? Let's, let me go in the boat and more adventures with you. But if we try to understand the scripture... We understand that he had a life before this darkness. He had probably a whole community and a family waiting for him at home, hoping that he would someday come home. And if he would have followed with Jesus, he would have never been restored from where he came from. But since Jesus said, go back to your family, I will give you back everything you have lost. And I believe that God is saying that to you today. All that you have lost in 2022, I will give back to you. I will give back every penny you have lost. Every money you have lost. Every friendship you have lost. I will give it back to you. It says in Joel chapter 2 verse 25, the first scripture. I will repay you for what the locusts have eaten. And I, when I was praying, that is the scripture I received in the end. Everything that the devil has stolen from you, God will give back in 2023. Help has arrived.